This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 26, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. You don't have the right not to be offended, but laws banning or regulating so-called hate speech don't tend to protect persecuted minorities. That according to Jonathan Rausch, author of the newly re-released Kindly Inquisitors, the new attacks on free thought, Rausch says hate speech laws are the cart and greater tolerance by society is the horse. He spoke at the Cato Institute in October. The critique of liberal science, I believe, is now more careful and more narrow and more plausible than it used to be. It used to be something like if a member of a vulnerable minority group, gays, for example, is offended, you've done something wrong and you should be punished for it or you should be silenced. Today, it's something more like a hostile environment doctrine. You can read about it in a fine book by Jeremy Waldron called The Harm in Hate Speech. I disagree with it, but I can recommend it. And it says something like this. Look, if someone just offends Jonathan Rausch subjectively, tough for Jonathan Rausch. That's free speech. We're for that. But what about a case when you've got so much hate speech going on that you created a hostile environment for minorities, especially traditionally vulnerable minorities, gays, blacks, and so forth, that they cannot effectively function as equal citizens in society? Um, They feel like second-class citizens. They feel intimidated. They feel silenced. It's an objective standard. It's a social standard. Once you reach that standard of hostile environment, governments need to step in and regulate speech. And indeed, most governments have. America and Hungary are, to my knowledge, the only two exceptions. In other Western liberal democracies, hate speech codes are the law. Moreover, as you'll hear more, I think, from Greg Lukianoff, um, hate speech, uh, hostile environment doctrine has been bureaucratized on the campus in America um, and uh, has become part of the furniture down there. So I decided to take a look at this and see in the new afterword to this book if I could say something intelligent about the very, very strongest case for hate speech. I decided to examine that. Waldron's thought experiment is take a society, imagine it is festooned with speech that is hostile to minorities. Imagine eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds who are gypsies having to walk to school every day under signs saying, gypsies, get out. Imagine a society saturated with hate speech. Surely then, he argues, at least in that case, should we not have a speech code? Well, I can bring some experience to bear on that. Um, This thought experiment is not completely hypothetical. Blacks, of course, lived through something like that for many years in America. And I am gay and was born in 1960. I grew up in the environment that Jeremy Waldron describes. Of course, as I hope all of you know, openly gay people could not serve in the government in any capacity. We could not get security clearances. We could not serve in the military. We were harassed and arrested by the police, which made a sport of giving us arrest records. So we then got fired from our jobs because private employers would not employ us. And of course, we were beaten and sometimes killed on the streets also for sport. And all of that went on in a background of universal assumptions that homosexuality was socially dangerous, sinful, and sick. Now, how it can be sinful and sick, no one in those days ever bothered to explain. But this was so universally believed to be true 
that no one said otherwise. It was on the nightly news. It was what came from the pulpit, the idea that gay people were simply the moral equal of everybody else and that our relationships was, and our love was just as good seemed preposterous. This was literally the society saturated in hate and hate-filled assumptions. Well, another case I don't have to belabor at Cato, this has changed. You all know it's changed. Many of you have been part of this change. And those of you under 30 hear of all this as a distant memory, an echo of a primordial era, which I'm very happy about. So then I ask myself, well, what changed it? Well, here's what we know did not change the situation. Hate speech laws. You obviously were not going to get a law protecting gay people from hate speech in 1968. It would have seemed absurd if anyone had even thought of it. And in fact, if you'd had hate speech laws in 1968, they would have protected children and families from homosexual speech. They would have been used against gay people. Um, hate speech laws are the cart, not the horse. They come along after a society reaches a critical mass of opinion that supports minority rights. Jonathan Rausch is author of the newly re-released Kindly Inquisitors, The New Attacks on Free Thought. You can get your copy or watch the full event for the book at Cato.org.